and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 174. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Dude, I am finally going to be playing that, uh, you know, that new Pokemon game? I got it. I might actually download that tonight. I don't know. I, I still am like... Here it is. I'm on the fence. I got it. It's right here. Oh. oh yeah dude it's uh you know how long it's been to that one <laughs> this has been sealed since its release and i'm finally like oh i should probably play this um i was actually like talking if... to ty uh i was playing hunt with him earlier after yeah. we got back home uh from the movie and like uh pretty much i was like yeah so which ones do you play on the switch he's like none of them and he's i'm like why he's like none of them are good worth like playing yeah, they've all like, had problems they all have aged engine an aged engine that they never switched from that's from like a ds it's a ds engine on a switch wait what huh they've been using I've, the same I engine since that. like the ds yeah oh my god that explains so many things your proprietary engine yeah i'm like Dude, the oh pokemon... shit this is like nintendo's bethesda game studios with todd it's just like oh my god it is they've been like... using like the same thing and they're just like it doesn't matter people will buy it and which is the same thing with like bethesda games and it's just like there's all these issues and you're just like they're like half-assing it the entire time yeah that's the thing like all the reviews for it not to make this like a quick pokemon talk but like all the reviews for it are that mechanically it's a very fun game a very good pokemon game but like technically it just doesn't run well at all and i don't know it's also it's just from what shame. i've heard uh uh they've really been shitting on legendary pokemon for generations now really yeah because it's just you it's just like here have a legendary pokemon there's no challenge for it anymore from what i've heard and there's so many now like they're not even trying to like it's like oh let's just give you a few it's like no here's like 20 legendary pokemon and you don't have to like work hard to catch them he was like reminding me like hey remember like in the old ones where you had to like really really try hard to even find the legendary pokemon like the dogs and stuff from silver and whatnot and yeah all that challenge is gone all the like really trying to get it is gone there's no like real yeah, apparently you get the legendary for this one like immediately but yeah they because... hand them out to you now like well, free, free shit chris he he got the new pokemon and he said that it you can't use it in battle but it's basically how you go around the game like instead of getting like a bike yeah it's just a mount stuff it, yeah, it literally just turns into everything you need. It's a Pokemon Transformer, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, Sutra Side Talk, guys. We talk what we watch and play, plus select news this week. Zero news. Uh, instead, we've got two uh, specific topics we're going to do. And, you know, we do a few of these episodes a year, a uh, Marvel episode, uh, usually because, like, the movies and shows will align themselves kind of well enough that we can hit them both at once or we just have so much to talk about recently like right now where there's so many topics that it works easier to just put them together as well and just knock them out at the same time since they're the same genre of sorts uh which this time we're talking the marvel the marvel genre <laughs> yeah the marvel the fucking marvel genre it's not really one of the best genres it's just kind of one of those genres that's there and it never well, leaves, and it's always just going. The way I and keep going. describing it is, yeah, it's it's like ongoing they, averageness. Well, well, they used to have individual movies. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Marvel show. Yep. And you just watch the newest episode of the Marvel show, whether that episode is an entire season of a show or a new movie, which we've got one of both this time. It's usually a. Uh... It used to be, oh, I'm excited for this one Marvel movie coming out this year, and then the one next year, too. 
Yeah, it's coming. I'll see it, I guess. Oh my god, we're getting a Thor movie. Yep. That's uh, hard to like. We got four of them now. Rather and good. this episode's I guesses are She-Hulk and Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. Um, I I think I said when we were watching, we talked recently actually about uh, Werewolf by Night in our more Halloweenish episode. Yeah. And I said that and Shang-Chi were like kind of the uh two different marvel things that stuck out since like disney plus launched i guess you could say yeah. uh and is shang chi i guess shang chi would be post uh disney plus yeah basically post like i guess you'd say like avengers endgame uh since that whole time and uh those are the only two that i've I thought have been like really good uh or great i guess you would say um and after watching these, this new show, this new movie, I could safely say that that is still the fact. Those are the only two things that I've found really great. Uh, aside from that stuff, nothing has come close still. Uh, but we're going to talk She-Hulk, and then we're going to talk Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And uh, we just watched Black Panther today in theaters, and She-Hulk, yeah. I finished earlier this week, finally. I just stopped watching it for a while. I think I had like three episodes left, uh, just because I was binging one piece and i wasn't really at that point i was like i'm not missing anything in she hulk i'll just go to this i don't care if there's spoilers and now you've already seen the movie for um the one piece movie so you're like uh yeah i'm like slowing have, down on, i'm slowing head. down on one piece yeah i, yeah, I watched one I, piece I don't need to break my back over it now yeah which i'm still watching like uh, i went to my buddy's house and watched like three more episodes uh and i'm i'm like uh, for those that do watch one piece if you want to know where i'm at currently i'm on whole cake island uh, I just, I would say, past the halfway point on it. Uh, I'm watching via one pace for it, so it's not like over 100 episodes. I'm, it was like 28, 29, and it's like 39 maybe. I think it's like 39 episodes, and I'm on like 22, uh, but it's it's a good time, and eventually when I catch up completely where it currently is in Wano, then I will uh, do a fun one piece episode and bring my buddy paul on who got me into the show all right uh with that said though let's dive right into uh she hulk first i guess and i don't think this will take too long just because i i'm gonna be honest guys I, there's not too much to say about this show i watched it and uh to sum it up very quickly i was completely indifferent on it i didn't think it was bad i didn't think it was good it was just kind of there i was like all right yeah that's it i don't know i'm kind of similar i might be a little bit more positive just because like i did enjoy most of the individual episodes but i still felt disappointed with this year this season as a whole when it was done because like they started off by saying like don't expect this to be the regular marvel action-packed thing where there's like some massive threat that the main character has to deal with and stuff like that it's just gonna be a court drama because that's what Jennifer Walters wants to do is she just yeah. wants to be a lawyer that happens to be able to be, turn into a Hulk because she didn't ask for that power. I guess like not everyone asked for their powers, but like that, that was also a theme that Bruce kept saying to her was like, well, it doesn't matter if you wanted this or not, you got it. So you got to like be responsible with it, which is fair. But also like I was actually interested in maybe there being for once a different Marvel thing that's like, literally just a court drama that happens to involve superhero and supervillain related crimes 
I thought that would have been it would have been really interesting and a fun little side thing. And then it just ended up being a uh, cameo of the week uh, thing. Dude, Wong gets so much work. <laughs> Wong, like... Wong is just in everything now. They're just throwing. They're just like, hey, let's don't. For... I think what's going on right now, it feels like, is just like uh, that for every Marvel show and movie, practically not all of them. Obviously, uh, he's not in Black Panther. He wasn't in Werewolf by Night. But like in most other things, you're just kind of like. So in the writer's room, uh, we're trying to figure out um, where do we put the Wong cameo for this one specific? Like, where do we want to put it? So, it was really funny for when uh, the judge was like, wait, you do realize you just like admitted to perjury, right? Or something. He's like, I need to go. He just, <laughs> he just like, teleports, <laughs> teleports out. out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm out of your jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think it's safe to say the best character in the show is definitely Madison. Um with a Y, but not oh, where you think. Oh, God, that was so funny. That was straight up, actually. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. That With a Y, but not where you think. <laughs> not where you think. Yeah, I, like, I really I actually enjoyed that. I love how she casually, that. like, recounts her, like, night. Uh, like, is I was in, like, a with... demon place. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I made a deal with this guy. It was really weird. I said I couldn't say anything about it. Like, God, that was Fucking the fucking Mephisto. Was that Mephisto? Was that? I think that was like a tongue-in-cheek reference to maybe Mephisto, which the fan. But that's also hard to say because like the the whole show ends up being in the end like subverting expectations essentially, and just like everyone expect it expects this, but you don't always get that. You get this or whatever. And they're like, "See, isn't that a valuable lesson?" And you're like, "So it's not as good as." you thought it would be then okay thanks yeah um i I think sometimes it worked and then sometimes it really did not work uh depending on what was going on but uh for me i think the show as a whole didn't do anything i think there were individual episodes that i thought were fun and then there were many other episodes that were just whatever uh, and it was enough where it was like the ones that weren't for the overall story, I guess you would say, were the ones that were whatever. And then the ones that felt like a random one shot, not even all the ones that were random one shots were just the ones that felt more like, oh, this is good. Like straight up, it was just the magic episode, I think was the one I liked the most. Uh, was the magic episode? The one where it was that dude who kept, uh, when Wong needed uh, Jessica's help. Uh, uh, oh, I mean, Jennifer. God. Uh, that was actually herself. funny. That was like one, of, and that's the thing. That was one of the few episodes that actually was like court related. And yeah, it was like Wong was suing a magician. It was like that. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. It was stupid, but I guess it was enjoyable seeing a dude who's just like, I get out of things by killing myself, and then walking away afterwards. Um, yeah, that. Was and then he funny. gets the he has to apologize to everyone. So that was like somewhat enjoyable. And then the yeah, only it's like other instead thing, of getting a divorce, he just literally dies to get out of the marriage and then he just like goes and marries the next person yeah and then uh the uh daredevil leapfrog was it leapfrog was that his name i think it was leapfrog leapfrog that was like enjoyable because it was the one time you actually saw she hulk in the suit that you know her from in the comics that you're like oh yeah so he made this for we're gonna get this right and then it's like yeah uh here it is uh for 10 minutes and then you're like okay what else and it's like what do you mean that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Um, it was just very, yeah, bland. It was just hella bland. Uh, well, I think like my my what I don't even know if I want to call it a complaint, but just my point of confusion, I guess, is like the last episode was super interesting, but also very confusing. 
and they had kind of worked with the in, like in the comics she hulk does constantly break the fourth wall so and they work that into this show where jennifer occasionally will stare at the camera and talk to the audience because she is aware of us and it's yeah. interesting but it it Semi felt like for sure and like one of my few complaints throughout the season was that like they would do that so sparingly that when it did happen it felt like jarring and i was just like oh right yeah she does that i forgot about that until the final episode where it it like entirely revolves around her ability to fourth wall break and she literally breaks out of her own show and finds she goes through the disney plus like user ui yeah and goes through the like the marvel's avengers uh, or Avengers, Avengers Assembled yeah. uh, thing that I've behind never the watched. scenes thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just like behind the scene, uh, behind the scenes stuff. And she's like, "Oh, perfect!" And she goes there, and somehow, essentially, like gets into our real world and talks to the writers of her own show. Yeah, and she's like, "This shit's stupid. You're having me fight some random other Hulk dude who's just like a loser off the internet. Like, that's not." interesting and like why would i do that and like why is bruce coming out of nowhere to save me like why is titania coming out of the wall and it was just like yeah like, it, i'm not gonna lie it it was sort of making at least just with green hulk dude and then abomination showing up helping her i mean already being there helping her i was like oh that makes sense and then once hulk and titania come i'm like okay i get what you're doing yeah at that point i was like this is wait this is weird so like it was interesting that she then was like yeah why is this happening it, and and it was interesting that she goes into the real world and talks to essentially the writers of her show. And then also Kevin Feige as like a robot, yeah. which was funny, <laughs> but like, I forget the acronym for Kevin, but I, it was, it basically was just supposed to be a joke. Yeah. It was Kevin just Feige. a thing. It doesn't matter. And, um, so my question is like, she essentially convinces Kevin to be like, we don't need to do this big final end of the season brawl fight thing to satisfy people. So let's not do the Hulk King thing. And so at that point, I'm like, well, then why have that wedding episode where she hooked up with the guy that ended up being part of the whole conspiracy to get her blood to do the whole thing? Like, was that just a waste of time then? Yes. And yeah, so then it's like, well, it feels like you've wasted my time. Because also I was not the uh, the biggest fan of that wedding episode because it literally felt like out of nowhere. But I guess, again, I guess that's kind of the point. I mean, like... pretty much within that episode, you have her going up there. Like, it's her dealing with all the the shit coming at her for her privacy being leaked. Then it's her going to the place. Then it's that fake fight. And then it's Robo Kevin. And then um, problem solved, followed by family fucking barbecue thing. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, so half of these things didn't even matter in the final episode. Like, only... It was just kind of a... By the way, here's Scar with a fucked up haircut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was just... It, it was very underwhelming. Uh, I yeah. get what they were trying to do, but I was also just at that point getting bored with the show. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, so... I just feel like they tried to go too meta at the end and yeah. lean too hard into the fourth wall break. And it was like, again, I thought it was interesting, but it didn't, it didn't feel satisfying, I guess but yeah. whatever. And they're like, see, aren't you satisfied? We didn't satisfy you. <laughs> Our plan worked the whole time. Yeah. I mean, so, like, the whole thing too is like, they even mentioned it by the final episode. You could see what they, 
you could see what they were also trying to do in that final episode. Hey, can you uh, unhulk your costume? We don't, we can't. Uh, yeah, they afford this anymore. Were like, can you do that and like also off camera because that's expensive and we already animated all that or we ran out of our. We've already done, uh, reached our animation budget or something. No, the, like the our visual effects team has already moved on to another project. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be uh, underpaid and overworked for another project. Thank you so much. Which. Uh, for those that don't realize it, that was the whole thing that she all came under scrutiny for, considering it's a character that's basically being uh, CG'd the whole time. Uh, and yeah. the teams are getting like hella work because also it's not just Disney's fault. It is Disney's fault, but it's also the studio's fault that are doing it because they're the ones bidding. And when I say bid, it's not like, oh, Disney's bidding for the studio. It's the studios are bidding with lower and lower rates. To Disney, they want a Disney project on their yeah uh, portfolio. Uh, so they're going. We want to. We will work in this less amount of time and get paid this much less to do this project. And then all the employees are just like, "Water would be nice." It's like <laughs> you know that fucking SpongeBob dried up. That's like them. That's what they're how they're being treated. And it's like, yeah, they. It really is that whole thing of like, I hope they all get to unionize, but it's also like, this is all over the place. This is in the US, this is in Canada, this is where they're being outsourced in other countries, um, all those types of places. Like, I hope they're able to figure it out and do better, uh, not in these projects, I mean, do better like for themselves where they hopefully will be able to be treated better and get better hours and have these projects not be rushed because I get it. They're all trying to rush them to have them all come out in this time and fucking overfill us with amount of Marvel Star Wars content and everything else. And it's like, oh, thank you for overfilling us or now your shit is becoming incredibly average beyond belief. Uh, and yeah, except like Andor is also really good. So I haven't watched occasionally, it yet. Occasionally watched it yet, so. they can still hit a home run. That's but. the thing, though. That's it, it's just showing like here's a bunch of schlock. And then every now and again, you get a little here's a gem and a piece of shit. At that yeah. point, it's the the shining needle in the haystack. The diamond in the rough. Yeah, the diamond in the rough. What was that? Was that in Aladdin? Yeah, that was. Aladdin. Yeah, that was in Aladdin. Yeah, the fucking okay. Uh, the fucking live action Disney sons of bitches. Uh, anyway, uh, I one thing I do understand what they were doing was the entire like, hey, do you ever think about like how it is for the female in- equivalent of the same exact job that males get, along with just like yeah. everyday life from everything like, I, from. I, I did like when Bruce was like, you have to learn how to control your anger. And she's like, I do that all the time because I have to. It's like, and it was like, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I was like, that's very believable, honestly. Uh, and I did understand that entire thing. It made a lot of sense. Uh, they, I think that was probably the best job they did was conveying that. Whether or not they may have done it every waking moment. Which, you know, at a certain point, it was very much hammered in. It was like, oh, I, I totally understand yeah. Uh, but I do think the pinnacle of it was though when her privacy is leaked and everything's shown and instead of like doing the whole actual like hey who is the one that did this that's her own privacy everyone's like entitled to it it was just like uh, what did this woman do wrong and the whole thing of sometimes people are just looking for an excuse yeah. to, to villainize them and that is an example of that when that occurs and it was incredibly fucked up and I did appreciate that it was just like you guys being shitheads for not going after who we all know should do it like literally you see the guys that are doing it and she catches one and the police are like 
Walter, stop being angry about all this shit and, you know, stop hulking out. You're being a danger to society. Yeah. It's just like Like catching the dudes who are like leaking your private info to a crowded uh, room. Like, what the f. Yeah. And from what I heard, they did like a lot of the writing came from like they read a bunch of like Reddit threads, I guess, or something. That makes sense. They literally showed a lot of like almost after every episode. I don't know. Every once in a while, they would show like angry internet comments, essentially, and it's like, no, nah, I'm sure there are literally people talking exactly about this. Like, uh, th- one of them that popped up on screen was like, "What happened to the male Hulk? We're making everything female now." It's just like, yeah, I'm sure there actually is someone online that actually is saying that shit. <laughs> yeah, and for those to like, yes, we are getting a lot of female uh, characters. I think the funny, I forget where I saw it. But you knew it was a shit post uh, tweet when someone said, yeah, all these like new ones and next generation. And one of them they said was Black Widow. And I'm like, the, the first one was Black Widow was female. Too. What are you what yeah. are you making shit up in your head for? Um, and I've said it before, like, I'm actually like incredibly excited for Yelena, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye. And like, I guess this is really the only two. Um I'm trying to like there's not as many as you guys think there are it's like okay i guess now like iron heart black panther for like iron man and black panther again but you know that makes sense considering yeah the history of everything that's been going on and uh i don't think when paltrow is gonna come back as safety <laughs> or rescue rescue <laughs> rescue yeah, yeah it was rescue uh and i don't think people care for her to come back either to be honest like no. honestly i think she'll probably be an iron heart though just because if she's getting closer to like Iron Man shit, I would imagine her and Happy showing up. Yeah, because they've said she's going to be in I- Iron Wars, Armor Iron Wars. Wars, Armor Wars with Don Cheadle, yeah, yeah, or War Machine stuff. Which the concept for that seems interesting, and it's like the farthest Did one I away from turn all the different into a movie instead of a show. Kind of? It might be. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it seems like I don't think they're going to do any more Falcon Winter Soldier show now that they're doing Captain America four and Thunderbolts. So each one is respectively going to be in a movie. Yeah. Um, so there's not as much of a point. Yo, I can't wait to again. see Harrison Ford as General Ross. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. But uh, back to the whole She-Hulk thing. So, like as we were saying, like uh, they did a good job at least with certain points. Uh, I mean, the overall message they did a great job with it uh, yeah. of emitting the uh, female hurdles of just being alive. <laughs> really of just trying to live your day uh and then uh like i said did the best job in like the i guess technically the end of the second to last episode it wasn't the last episode that was kind of like the repercussions of it all uh along with like i would say the first few episodes or just like those dudes that come up to attack her that one time at night and they're just like we're here to stop you being you <laughs> it's just like oh okay bro thanks yeah. um it, it yeah it was all good Otherwise, though, like, the overall thing of, like, I guess Jennifer Walters as a character, it was very much, like, hit or miss, depending on what was going on, just because she wasn't really a... She felt more like a vessel for the story than actually a character really being developed into all this different stuff, if that makes sense. Now that you mention it, kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't really do much with her in terms of just, like, she's just... It's like, hey... We're going to show you all these experiences that occur but otherwise like there's no real hey this is what she does or anything like that it's like she's just trying to be a lawyer still and 
we'll talk to you and, and somehow he's getting roped into shit like wong being like hey she hulk i need your help killing a bunch of demons yeah because this idiot magician tried to use real magic uh but yeah she was very much just kind of whatever in terms of just as a character i guess you could say but um, and, i don't know i thought she was funny but yeah it, it like now that you mention it she it was more like shit happened around her and yeah. not like I mean, she the was whole thing the they over the they show. overplay their hand a lot where they're when she's talking to the screen because she's like oh you know cameo cameo stuff and you're like yeah, cameos i mean i didn't expect cameos to be honest i just thought like you said Abomination and Hulk and you guys showed Daredevil in the trailer and it's like, okay, that's three people. And I, oh, I guess Wong that like the trailer really is the thing that it wasn't supposed to be a cameo show. That was their own fault. Once they started showing trailers with all the characters that were going to be in it. So they give you the idea of the cameos and then go, I know you guys wanted all these cameos and it's and like, they might've done that on purpose though. Cause literally most of the show or like the point in the end is about like, you have all these expectations. Why do you start with these expectations? Like you should just go in and enjoy what happens, I guess, or enjoy the ride. I guess but that's that's self sabotage. Well, that's exactly, and that's the thing. It's like they're they're literally intentionally, which is kind of. I want to say it's kind of interesting and clever, at least on the marketing side, to take the message of the sh- the writing of the show and work that into the marketing to plant the seeds of like this is what it's gonna be like expect this shit and then in the show be like don't expect it why would you expect that yeah Even I think... though the, it, and but then the show ends up having like a cameo in like basically every episode anyway so yeah to an extent then um, like well what's your point then <laughs> some are like lesser than others especially because you're just kind of like was that okay did that count i guess that counted you're saying that counted sure whatever but that is yeah ultimately the show's undoing i would say where it becomes where they get that point across and the cost of it is that it doesn't feel like a show it just feels like a lesson project that you just watched and you're like no oh, i get the lessons you were trying to give me thank you and it's like well how'd you like the show and you're like that was a show <laughs> like by the end of it you're like oh sure dude whatever you say i guess uh poor visit effects team we had to do a whole project that was yeah, in the like, show <laughs> i don't know if i'm crazy but it just feels like each episode had like not a completely different feel but like kind of like it didn't have a consistent feel throughout the entire season and maybe that's because like one episode was a wedding episode and like one episode was an actual court drama and yeah. then like daredevil stuff so i mean that it didn't it didn't feel consistent yeah and, and if they the last try to go that route like, they didn't do a good job of it if you wanted yeah. an example of at least doing that variety and keeping it in one show like a wandavision they did a good job in terms of doing that type of like hey this is the 30s, 40s, whatever, and like each decade as it goes on. Yeah. Whether or not I thought that show was ultimately great or just kind of still average, just doing some interesting stuff, but still keeping it within that, like doing it successfully at least. Uh, I would say that show is an example of doing the right version of it, whereas this show is doing just kind of like a little too many points at once and it overplays its hand. Yeah. Uh, otherwise you know getting into i guess the really fat not i don't want to call them cameos and we already more or less talked about long but uh hulk abomination daredevil scar those ones um abomination i thought was done fine like i it's been so long 
to the point where like it did remind me where i actually am kind of already exhausted out of mark ruffalo's hulk just because he's a comedy relief character more than anything yeah and uh it honestly the longer they do this shtick of him and all these projects and everything else the more it i would say i know people are going to probably give me shit for it or say i'm wrong but it improves the um enjoyment for the incredible hulk with edward norton where it does feel like oh hey it's the hulk as hulk we only get him there and then you could sort of say he's like that in avengers and maybe that one like maybe thor ragnarok to an extent and that's about it like infinity war he's there for a second well we get that one scene in uh um, don't you all any of age you of say ultron. fucking age of ultron God, well, I, where he's like actually like wrecking a city and showing like how dangerous he can be if he goes like uncontrolled it was fine but it, it got drowned out by the other thing they did with it oh you gotta, you gotta bang black what else she needs to oh, eh. yeah that was fucking whatever <laughs> oh my god it was so stupid but yeah no it was it's really the edward norton stuff is the real hulk and it was the one where hey, this is a man trying to manage his rage. Everything else is just like, oh, an evil spell is coming upon you, and or, oh, no, like, Purple Grimace is about to fucking fight Hulk and made him afraid to be Hulk anymore. This and is now why I really wish they had done, like, I really wish at some point, and maybe they could still do it, but I would like them to do a movie that shows how Mark Ruffalo, Hulk, like, Bruce Banner did the whole because all we got in endgame was i spent like a year and a half in a gamma lab and now look at me now and the actual storyline in the comics for how bruce banner basically conquered his inner demons and learned how to get over a lot of his personal like trauma to merge his personalities to become professor hulk where he's like both smart and strong is actually a really cool story and it's so unfortunate to me that we got Professor Hulk. They straight up call him Professor Hulk and they just skip over it. I think it's unfortunate that we got Professor Hulk, to be honest. Uh, completely. Well, this just, version, sure. Well, just in general, especially this soon, like we had a Hulk movie. Yeah, no, that's what I mean is they could have done like a whole other movie like to you know exp- uh, flesh out this not hulk even that i don't even want it. i don't even care about that i just mean like we didn't even really get the hulk as just the hulk um doing yeah. hulk shit like i thought we should have gotten more of that and then you could it's like dude iron man had three fucking movies not to mention all the shit in avengers that built up captain america got three movies and all the shit that built up thor got a bunch of bullshit everywhere he's thrown around and kept changing characters and it's uh i liked individual pieces of them but otherwise it's a fucking mess but the Hulk, like, he just kind of got the shit on the stick. And I get the whole universal sure. rights and everything else. Oh, but yeah, that, that, that was, too. they use that as an excuse to turn the, like, a tragic, angry character into a fucking joke. And I've never appreciated it since then. And they could have done a better job with it, but they chose not to. And here we are now, where he shows up with this fucking bad haircut son. And it's just awful. I did and like the he one also joke looks where like he... shit. I did like the one joke where he's like, oh, Emil? Like, yeah, no, we, I talk to him every once in a while. We're like, we, we settled our shit. Like, like it's that fight was so long ago, I was practically a different person. Like, that was kind of funny. It was funny, but it was also, it just made me remember. And then I went, oh, right. And this, 
yeah, just maybe, yeah, yeah. And then I got it. He goes like, Hulk, man. Uh, yeah, so it's just like, it's one of those things where you go, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that. Um, but otherwise, Abomination was oh, fine. Oh, you're right. Back to Abomination. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like, I thought this version of Emil was funny. But, like, at the same time, he's literally a completely different character personality-wise from how he was the last time we saw him. Yeah, he's just like, oh, also, yeah, presented a lot to me for however fucking many years it's been since, like, The Incredible Hulk came out. I guess it was, like, yeah. 2008. I also could have sworn that part of Abomination's deal is that he can't turn back. But, like, whatever. Sure it's been, I guess like, 14 the, years. I guess for the purposes of this show, he can. So, whatever. Yeah, I don't really, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it just it made it so it went from oh i i can't wait for this character character to come back to i don't care anymore like they, ma- yeah, it's they weird, made it, like... they did a successful job of making something not interesting anymore I think. yeah no he he showed up in um the uh, uh, shang chi and you're like whoa holy shit it's abomination fighting wong for some reason like how does that happen and like that's interesting i won't like, oh, I guess Wong is taking him back to a cell of some sort. That's interesting. And it, it turns out to be, you know, linked to uh, She-Hulk. And yeah, it just turns out that he got out of that fight just because Wong needed a favor. Yeah. That was it. I mean, by the end of it, Wong shows up and gets him out again. And you just assume that he's going to the, um, what's the fucking magic place called? Camertage. Yeah, I just assume he's or taking whatever. him there. Because he's probably oh, yeah. like, oh, you don't want to go back to prison. He's like, nah, I don't want to go back there. Let's just yeah. And I'm like, take why, me here why is Wong like doing a prison break for him? Like, I don't, I didn't get the sense that they're like friends. He just needed to fight a strong enemy for. I mean, his, now like, it's just, I guess they became friends. I don't know, but yeah, I guess so. And it, I wouldn't leave him there. He just he went back to prison just for transforming. It's just like so. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, even though it's like for he literally was doing the most american thing he was doing it for money he's doing it for capitalism yeah it's just like yeah oh no he's doing american no, shit okay so and then that's another uh, problem with the way the final episode happened was like because uh jennifer like rewrote everything so that it, none of it happened it was like wait so then why is emil going to prison because it, it, did no, he still so, do the i think most show? of it happened or at least half of it happened uh enough where he was discovered as abomination showing up to talk and then from there it was just like before hulk shows up before titania shows up before i guess that dude gets the hulk serum they just go like you're going to jail and it's like oh, okay that's the thing it was, okay. it was it was still fucking messy and yeah. it just defeated the whole purpose of like half the storyline in previous episodes i did love she's like and uh also throw like matt coming back in because i'd like to see him again <laughs> Uh, that, that felt yeah, he just I was shows like, up he shows up at the very end he's like hey jen i came to help out is it mean good uh, I, I did like the i mean it's funny because then it's like you want to say yeah that felt really forced and it's like it was actually forced it was incredibly forced they even yeah. point out that it was forced and you're like oh okay <laughs> it i feel like the annoying part of this show is that they it's like they intentionally do bad shit in the like like quality depleting stuff and go we meant to do this and uh it's part of the show and it's like you so you made a <laughs> you did bad shit in the show to say that you did bad shit in the show 
and think that that makes the show better. And I'm, Pretty much. <laughs> it's like having, I don't know, it's like having a, it's like when um South Park, when Carmen shits on the desk, it's like, oh, Carmen shit on the desk. And it's like, dude, that's disgusting. And it's like, I did it because it's disgusting to point it out. And it's like, okay, there's still shit on the desk. Yeah. And like, I, I can't think of an example right now, but it's like, there are times where you could do something like that and it can't come off as clever. But most of the time, it's just like, you did a thing, tr- you set out to annoy me, and so y- you have. And now I just am not enjoying myself. I'll put it also this way. We're in a world now where Marvel has dug its own hole, where each show and movie are coming out at a disadvantage because they've taken quantity over quality to a maximum. And now you are always now expecting low quality. And, you know, that makes it in a way somewhat easy to not, I don't want to say easy, but I guess easier to jump out if you can do a good job of something and really show what movie or show, like, what are the good qualities of this? How can you make it special and stand out? Like, how are you going to pull it off? And doing this is something that it's like okay maybe if you did this and there was a lot less stuff maybe it would pass better but for the fact that i'm already bored and tired of getting so much i'm fatigued you're you're taking something where i'm already fatigued with all your fucking projects and you're doing this and you're going hey clever isn't it and i'm like no i'm i'm exhausted and you do this and think this is fucking good like is this a joke and it is a joke and it does not work it it, i think this is what there were certain parts that were enough to make me not care already that i could overlook it and be more generous and say it wasn't bad that it was indifferent uh that's what i'd say i guess your enjoyment in the end or at the end of the season is gonna revolve around like how much do you like meta commentary because if you're into that kind of stuff, then the whole end of the season being a literal commentary on like Marvel co- like content in general, it that can be interesting. But it just ended up being for me just more confusing than anything, and just and for strange. me a slog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, like also back to like just there having to be so many Marvel properties or, or Marvel things happening at once, like because another problem is that they have to have some percentage of each show or movie set aside to connect to other stuff in and the universe at this move point to the next they'd be like oh next time on marvel and you're like so uh... at this point i'm not sure if they could even do like s- single story like passion projects where someone is just like i really just want to do a story with like this character that i'm interested in i mean they can because it has they, they to be it. at some point connected to something else for Werewolf by night reason. did a good job of it and that that's fair very good but they also were like Shang-Chi. let's throw in man thing i mean th- yeah but that worked and that for, was un- that was unrelated to anything else so you haven't seen man thing in anything else so that's, that's true. why i was like all right whereas shang chi i think still has the next time when it's like hey potential fing ping foom reference but also yeah here's fucking captain marvel and hulk and captain marvel they're like hey did we make her funny yet and it's like no she still fucking sucks dude and yeah. like here's Wong loki is just there with dealing karaoke. with 
yeah here's loki dealing with like time uh crimes sort of or and you're like what? oh is this standalone and no it's, like, it's literally no we're the gonna big introduce bad of the Kang. entire phases uh, for the next three phases or whatever the fuck yeah and you're like oh okay. i was like i was not expecting you to see a reference or yeah like a, a reference to kang yeah in, in but anyway um i mean okay that's really hulk and abomination scar i mean he looks like shit that's it that's all i don't I got. Even know if we need to talk about it because he, he's I, even, I, w- I wish he didn't exist now i'm like oh it's like one of those things where you oh i hope we get scar and then they give you scar it's like i ch- can you send it back to the kitchen i ch- i want to order something else now thanks it's just like it's disappointing to me because it would have been really cool to see that as like an actual revelation on screen of like bruce being like holy shit i have a son i mean looking at and... all their different hulk versions i think made me just hate all the designs and hate the, the like it just it made me kind of disgusted. it just bothers me that scar is basically like he's not even a character in this he just shows up to just be like he, hey here's a reference to one of the next marvel things we're gonna do planet hulk sort of kind of because scar exists and it's just like you seriously introduced a character just as a to reference something happening later like an important character you're just yes. using as a reference i mean all the greens made it it was it's like when in marvel comics when they do the 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 giant crossover tie-in cash grabs like everyone turns into a hulk everyone turns into a symbiote and it's just like oh yeah. great it's like yeah please buy our comics <laughs> but god uh last one daredevil um yeah, i liked right. him but it just like it felt weird because he was definitely like not quite as like broody as he was in the marvel or in the um netflix stuff which, i get what they're, they're to be fair to he's not the stuff. same character yes but he kind of is yes the same character uh it, they've been a they, little unclear about that they said it's the same one from netflix oh have they said that explicitly yeah him and kingpin are the same exact versions that's why everyone's like oh cool so that's why everyone wants everyone else now they're like we want punisher and punisher and punisher and then punisher wait so did they also basically say that all the same events happened too i think to an extent yeah huh okay yeah i'm pretty sure that all of it's in there yeah they it wasn't in the show they just they talk about it in like news and everything else they like Mm -hmm. confirmed it okay um and that's the whole thing with like born again is like hey we're still continuing all this stuff like it's not over Uh, i guess that's why i was confused i thought born again was like literally we're rebooting daredevil I mean, to an extent they are, but it's still, everything still happened. It's just like, okay, uh, we're taking it in a different direction because obviously it's on Disney plus and not on Netflix anymore. So the maturity level is probably going to go down, uh, most likely. And, uh, I, I do get that they're doing this new iteration of him. Uh, it's just the, like it had, it's good and it's bad. That's, I guess what I want to say. Uh, the good was showing him in the court being Matt Murdock. That was good. They showed him mm-hmm. uh, as Daredevil and the new suit. And I was fine with the suit. I felt weird that that dude was designing his suit. Considering like, I don't know if he's, did the other guy die that designed his suit before? I guess that's another reason why I'm confused about like how much of the original thing exists. Because like what happened to his old suit? Did, did he have an old suit? Yeah. Why is he getting his suit? Uh, he even said like a few suits from this new guy yeah like, well here's a, so that's not what i mean though it, it's like 
okay, well, we know what happened to his last suit. Fucking uh, Bullseye took it, and Matt was using oh, yeah. the old original suit, the black suit. And I get, like, why he'd want, because, you know, Bullseye kind of, what would you call it? Um, Framed him? No, no, no. What's when you, uh, he corrupted the, the red suit in a way for Matt, I guess, because the way he was oh, wearing it and utilizing it on it? his own. Yeah, he tainted it. And why he'd want a new look. But the thing is, like, Matt had a guy that was designing his suits and, like, doing all the shit for it. The dude who, like, I don't know if something happened to him or not. I don't remember now. Uh, I guess something did. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a pass that they, like, work in, that he works. He, he like, gets his stuff from this guy now instead. It's like, uh, he went from the locally, <laughs> he went from the locally bought store to the fucking Walmart of superheroes, basically, in terms of design, I guess you could say. He just was like, nah, I'll just take the big corporate one. Uh, whereas yeah. the other dude worked in his garage or something when he was designing all the stuff, which did make it a lot more intimate, which is something I appreciated and had a like full connection with Matt. But, you know, I, I get it. it you you got to do this thing. So I won't like go against it. I won't like knock points for that or anything. Um, otherwise, he was good up until I think like even the walk of shame. Like that was uh, a really funny joke. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh, I thought it was weird that for some reason he wasn't wearing his shoes i get the whole i think that was a yeah i don't forced. know why you do that because <laughs> i guess there's a thing where it's like oh yeah the girl's walking home with her heels you know, in her hand it, for right? sure it, it was definitely be... for the joke it was supposed to be like just completing the image yeah or whatever but it practically yeah it doesn't make a whole yeah, lot of sense they do a lot of impracticality with it and it's just like you know they you're trying to put effort into something like this but you're putting a half-assed effort just to make you're it just fit. you're not thinking about it the whole way through yeah and you know i get it but at the same time do better uh is what i'd say because you could still get the point across without having to make have to it's like you're making it that the audience won't get it because they is it do they lack the intelligence to not understand what's going on in that concept or do you have to basically put it out right right in front of you just like look what he's doing look what he's holding isn't it like can you see it um i can actually see that that they'd be like is it too vague if he's not holding his shoes yeah which you know i could be insulting for the average person maybe but i guess they're probably okay i will be i I will say though there probably are a shit ton of people that'd be like i don't get it well Uh, that's the thing like if he's not holding his shoes he'd literally just be like walking down the street i bet you i bet you anything They'd still be like, even with the shoes, I bet there were a bunch of people going like, I don't get it. Oh, for sure. So uh, it, I'm the sure there's time, a bunch of people that have never heard of like the walk, the walk of, of shame. shame. Yeah. And it's like it, the, the whole role reversal. It's like, oh, look, the guy did it. And it's like, and I don't know. It was funny. What, <laughs> what else? It's like, dude, I me, I've done it myself. I've done the walk of shame and it was actually kind of funny. And I wore shades and I was like, oh, what's going on, guys? But like. <laughs> Straight up, I straight up came in. I came into my like roommates when I live with my roommates um downtown in Savannah. I was just like looking around, just like it's fucking bright, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, the last episode, you know, we already said it was forced. Where it's just like, and they point out that it's forced. Hey, can Matt come by again at the end? It's like, oh, hey, Matt's here, and he's at a picnic, and they're like already talking about marriage and stuff, and they're going out, and I'm like. I guess Karen's dead. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I mean, the whole one I say, I'm like, ah, that's fine, whatever. But it's it felt weird with the lingering after. I'm just like, okay, all right, guys, I get it. But I don't know. Uh, I guess when you think about it, you're not really thinking about She-Hulk. When you think about Daredevil, you're thinking like Karen and Elektra, and then you're just kind of like, man, after all that shit we went through too. But yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess one last thing. I, I thought it was really funny that before the show even came out, people were complaining about, like, there's something about She-Hulk that she doesn't look quite right. I mean, Marvel has so much money. Like, why does she not look better? And the director or someone made the comment of, like, that's silly because men are trying to basically say they own how a woman's body should look and people are just like no it just looks weird like and now it's like oh no it's not just her like literally all the hulks in this show look fucking weird yeah like the hulk king looks weird even bruce looks fucking weird from time to time and i don't know if it's the lighting or what and like yeah everyone tore the shit out of um scar just looking completely weird so it's not just for a reason so it's just really weird that the the director tried to defend it is like oh that's just men being sexist and saying that they think she should look a different way it's like no it was literally just the cg looks yeah. weird and it's true too. for all, all of it in this show i will say uh just always be on like that's the thing that's become a more of a corporate trend is they start using things as shields to deflect quality yeah uh where or comments about quality where they'll start using everything from race gender um, I guess like sexual orientation, all that kind of stuff, uh, to just, like I said, deflect from any type of critique Legitimate that is critique. unrelated to it. Yeah. And it just be on the lookout. Cause a lot of the stuff, like you think you're like, I can't believe someone would say something about blah, blah. And it's like, they, they, they aren't, they're actually just talking about the quality half the, like, I'm not going to say all the time because it's not true. Cause there's still a lot of people that are, you know, very, I guess you could say bigoted or oh, prejudice sure. and all this stuff and you know, bad thoughts and all this stuff. But there's still a good amount that isn't that at all. And it's just corporations trying to make you riled up to deflect. So they go, oh, thank God. They didn't see the fucking, it's just cardboard behind it. So there's no actual set. It's just bullshit behind here because it's fake. It's not good quality. It's, it's trash. And I, I'd like to think that a lot of people probably can different, differentiate the actual like bigot comments from the actual critiques that occur uh, when it's stuff like this, because this is like, yeah, it's just corporations taking advantage of it and we're all the ones that lose in the end, not them. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Uh, But I think that's everything for She-Hulk. Like I said, indifferent. Uh, You liked it a little bit more than me, but let's move on to... I still thought individual episodes were fine, but yeah, overall it was just kind of fine. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther wakanda forever and honestly i was really hoping we wouldn't keep off railing she hulk because now it took longer than expected yeah right um yeah that's that's what i was like i was trying to really i was like stop but um wakanda forever there's one movie that i could compare this to and people would not expect me to say this but i think uh it suffers from the same exact problems that batman v superman suffered from uh, where it had a lot going on in it. And because of that, it was the, I would say it was the negative aspect of that movie uh, where it just kind of over bloated itself. And oh, for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because both movies try to layer way too much within them. And well, Batman v Superman basically tried to sandwich two very different, very important graphic com- novels yeah. together into one plot i've said it before like it's like five different things going on in that movie and you're just kind of like oh my god and then what kind of forever like i'm watching it and the movie ends and i looked at you and i'm like dude i don't remember the first like half of this movie they had to cover a bunch of uh, shit in this movie because like 
it literally starts with like, oh shit, T'Challa's dying. And I was like really surprised that they got to that like immediately. I think but, I was more shocked because we didn't because it was more of like a screening, so there wasn't trailers. So also, yeah, I was, that's it, I was, it was like, so oh, abrupt. That, that I think that <laughs> I guess added we're in to it, it now. If it was actual trailers, I think it would have been like a lot more. It, it, it would have taken that intensity away a little bit in Maybe. terms of like unexpectedness. We're like, oh shit! But yeah, but, like so they had to cover the the death of T'Challa for some reason, and they were still pretty vague on that. He just died of a disease. I mean, um, I mean, you understand why they covered it because they had to say, "Oh, this is why this character is not there." Well, they for just... sure, because the actual actor yeah. died, which is just tragic. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we already talked so, about that in an episode. So. so T'Challa needed to die and be replaced, so they had to introduce a new Black Panther, and then also Namor <laughs> shows up out of nowhere, uh, and Ironheart shows yep. up. Uh, and then, is there anything else that yes. this movie covered? So we have those four things that are going... So these are the main four of like, okay, the passing of a main character. You have the coming of age, coming of age more or less, friend of the character. You have the introduction of two new characters, one of which has his own fucking kingdom and that kingdom's origin, not to mention his. So you have that all going yeah. on. I, have, we did not get enough of Taylor Khan. You have Queen Mother and her issues. You have the Dormanage, Dormelage, and oh, yeah, like they, you have three different characters, like two characters more or less going on with stuff. You have American shit going on with Everett Ross and what's her face, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character. Yeah, there were a lot of subplots, huh? And yeah, so you have all that. You sort of a little bit Javari stuff, kind of. Um, I don't want to count that honestly. That, that yeah, I'd say so. There's like these eight things going on throughout this movie and you're just kind of like trying to follow it all and you're just kind of like oh <laughs> like I, I it's they give a lot and because of it it does a negative aspect for the film where which i'll start off also saying uh i don't think this movie is bad i don't think this movie is no i still think it's pretty good i think it, yeah, i had a lot of fun with it I, I would say it's 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 between okay to good uh for me and I still had, I would say, enjoyment on it. Uh, I enjoyed the film. And it had a lot of characters I liked easily. In fact, it had new characters I really liked and wanted a lot more of, but we couldn't because there's already so much going on. It's like two and a half hours. Uh, and yeah, it's such she... a shame. Like, we got, like, Namor was pretty cool. And, like, they introduced Taylor Khan. And he, they built, like, a sun out of vibranium or something. And I'm like, holy shit, what else do they got? We don't get to see it. <laughs> yeah, and there's no, like, I guess one of the mystery movies could be, like, a Submariner movie, maybe, or something. I'm not really sure. Maybe. What they're going to do. Uh, if he's just going to be a side character in other movies. Or if he actually is going to get his own thing. Because have they... They still haven't done any Mexican stuff, have they? Really? Like, mm, Not that I can think of, specifically. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he's still got Blue Beetle at least, uh, but for now, yeah, it's it, they're they're not gonna scrap that dude. I have said it before; it's safe. Um, I re- I hope you're right. It, I would it, like it's to safe. That. It's it's fine. They're they're not gonna get rid of. I don't think they're gonna get rid of anything else. But oh, I will say I think really fast. Uh, they said the James Gunn uh, plan is going to show up in the next two months. Uh, is what they're gonna unveil? Oh, the what DC. his timeline's gonna be? Yeah, interesting. 
because th- they've been working on it already. So I think they're ready to like show what's going on. Anyway, cool. uh, yeah. So you have all those different things going on, and it does like do a negative aspect to the film. It just kind of gives you way too much. Where I think another thing, this like in terms of just like so many things going on in like of story that hits the BBS side, but in terms of just so many characters happening, including new ones and trying to like balance it all that then gets into Eternals territory where you can't do too much yeah. with all the characters because you have too many characters. So you kind of try to balance it to an extent. And it, but it if gets you pretty break crazy. it up evenly, like not every character seems to get like, okay, at least it, for Eternals, it made sense to try to cover each person individually. But for this movie, it's just like certain things definitely could have used more focus. And I, the more I think about it, as interesting as it is to introduce Riri Williams in Ironheart, I really don't think she had to be in this movie. And I would have rather them spend the time that they had spent building her up into giving us more about Taylor Khan and Namor. Cause I like that stuff was so interesting to me. Like the fact that they had like water grenades that seemed to just like expand, like they had compressed water almost like, I wanted to know more about their technology and just like their culture. It was super interesting because they were literally just like Mayans that escaped the Spanish at, yeah. by becoming mer people. And then really coming out and seeing like all the Spanish and being like, oh, you guys suck. And then start killing yeah. them all. I was like, yes, yes. That was actually pretty satisfying. <laughs> That's the most satisfying part of the whole movie. I was like, uh, yes, do it. Kill them, please. But like uh, the Spanish dudes just like, you're a demon child. It's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, syphilis! <laughs> you, you fucking walking syphilis piece of shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Syphilis is in this movie too, guys. It's another character uh, that I wasn't expecting to show up, and I was just like, "Oh yeah. shit, he's here!" But the uh, Spanish brought the smallpox. Almost killed my old people. Yeah, really. Um, where I can't find Julie Lee Stryfers in here. All right, whatever. Uh, I could. I can't remember her character's name. Yeah, her character um, that no one remembers keeps showing up. Yeah, uh, I think that was probably of all the characters that I would have been fine getting cut. It was probably her. Uh, also, yeah, she probably. was uh, the time that she was in there. You could have probably put uh, anything else. Um, it just ends that... up with like Ross getting like arrested. Yeah, but then Okoye then the... just like busts him out in her weird suit. <laughs> yeah, the fucking. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that soon. We'll talk. We will. We will get to that. But uh, yeah, definitely the. Uh... The white parts were probably the weakest, guys. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, I will, like, really fast, just, I guess, covering those areas. Because more or less, we're going to talk as we go through it. We're going to kind of jump Why through. Why was Ross in this movie? He really wasn't there. He wasn't He was wasn't like the, He was the problem solving. It was like, yes. oh, we need to find the person. Oh, here's the location of the person. Uh, anything else can I do to help? No. Oh, let me just warn you via this stuff. So yeah, I oh, would yeah, say he literally just put them on the trail of uh, Riri, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once they huh. found Riri, it's just like, oh okay, and that is something they could have done on their own. Where it, they honestly, mm-hmm. it would have been acceptable. Where they go, oh, it's an American blah blah, and it's like, oh, we tried hacking in and looking up to like who has this type of thing, and we narrowed it down, and it's apparently this person. Who is she? Oh, she's located here wow let's go there and then they appear there and then well, they boom, literally mentioned like while analyzing the vibranium detector that it's like some of it looks like high tech but like other parts look like it's salvaged from like a junkyard 
maybe they source the like parts to a specific junkyard somewhere and they're like hey maybe she lives around here well i mean no they they could have just ha- done a hacking thing and been like or this that. is the person like, that did it they like that's what i'm saying you don't have to do all this extra stuff mm-hmm. to do that like the, the time we didn't need to be two and a half hours with all these things yeah so they definitely could have and i'm not saying you know i like long movies don't get me wrong i do uh the batman lord of the rings good the bad the ugly mm-hmm. like westerns all that stuff oh yeah uh it's just depending if it feels on, worth your time for sure yeah if the if the like if you think it's something that makes sense to do it and the audience can maintain their i guess recollection of it once it's done then you've done a good job uh whereas this one i think like i said i we came out the movie and i was like yo dude i'm having trouble remembering like the first like quarter to a third of that fucking yeah. movie at this point remember when the french attacked wakanda and they were just like yo here's your agents back shit that's right i forgot that already <laughs> <laughs> this movie's too fucking long oh my god but uh going through like i said the white stuff real fast like we have uh two things i guess let's we could do the french part after because then we could just kind of loop that into angela bassett uh uh, the, the whole thing I think that really, that kind of did rile me up in a good, like, not like I'm angry that they did it, but it riled me up of like a God damn in America was when they do have, um, Ross and they're like talking about Wakanda and they're like, oh, yeah. we're going to have to, you know, the president wants retaliation. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Destabilization. And I'm just like, fuck, I hate this. <laughs> this yeah. Like sucks sometimes. If anyone listening to this doesn't know what that means, look up what the United States did in like either Iran or Guatemala or I'm, I'm many like, parts of South like uh, Haiti. Yeah, like uh, we, dude, like the CIA is scary yeah, at how the- good they are at just like figuring out a way to destabilize a nation if we are worried that their government might be unfriendly to us. Yeah, or just they aren't doing something in our interest because basically, yeah. more or less, their interests do not matter is Most... the bottom line. Their interests do not matter. Uh, and our interest doesn't mean the interest of our people. It means the interest of usually big companies or wallets of the politicians yeah, or generally. big companies, basically. And if it doesn't line up, they will destroy democracies and install dictatorships yeah. for their own pockets basically there that is, is a, literally a truth that is a fact there's a dark history behind the term banana republic that everyone should know and that store should be ashamed for having that name yeah it's it's really really fucked up um but uh that's why i really appreciated this and i was when after that kind of happens and they show those people getting killed at that like rig i'm just kind of like yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm just kind of like yeah it's, i don't care <laughs> Uh, but like uh yeah i was like super not surprised that the united states government was like immediately trying to destabilize wakanda because that's and what the we French do are just like yeah we tried to break in and i'm like of course the imperial fucking countries yeah. that are known for doing some of the most atrocious shit in history are doing this and it's just like yeah i'm not surprised so it was satisfying seeing them get like in different forms they're just desserts or just yeah. like getting that kind of stuff uh afterwards though like you know we get that from like angela bassett's character the queen um what was her name queen um with an r i think right wasn't it yeah oh i'm so bad with names uh i could find it once fuck off imdb i don't want to see all this shit uh ramonda uh queen ramonda uh you get a lot of great performance from her uh she does a great job 
especially like the the scene where she expels Okoye from the Dormenage. That was an amazing speech for yeah. sure. Uh, but, super emotional because yeah. yeah like basically her entire family is either missing or dead pretty much and you know through it you see her trying to help uh shuri move on and you know live again to an, like to an extent instead of just like ho- like uh, i guess like holding herself up in a lab uh where she just talks to an ai mostly all the time and uh otherwise yeah i thought she was her arcs and stuff were really good that is an example i would say within it like like i said the white stuff for the most part i think half of it could have been cut one of the characters could have been cut and would have helped uh, in terms of either siphoning that length of time to a different part of the story or just shortening that length of time whereas uh for uh queen ramonda i thought everything for her all was good there was nothing i thought should have been taken out it was all pretty much well done uh I was yeah, shocked like, they like killed her off too. That was yeah. That was I was not honestly. I was not expecting that whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm like, when they're trying to uh, bring her back, like from because she drowned, I'm straight up like, oh, she'll be breathing in a second. And then she did, and I yeah. was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, they fucking <laughs> oh, fuck. killed her off too. They more killed her mom, dude. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, damn. I was like, I can't believe Angela Bassett done this. Sucks. Uh, and then uh, I think more or less to be, t- you said your points on Riri already, right? Yeah, like she just kind of was like a plot point. She yeah, like I like I thought she was funny. Like her interaction in her dorm room, which dude, her dorm room had so many windows. <laughs> yeah, it did. But like she, I thought she was funny. Like I, I am always a fan of a character, like a character in comics or movies that is just like super intelligent and like that's that's kind of why i like characters i mean spider-man is my favorite hero probably but that's also why i'm generally a fan of characters like iron man and batman because they are mostly just like incredibly intelligent and they know that their intelligence is their greatest asset so they try to like utilize it to the most that they can yeah superman's a scientist too superman yeah you know the the elves were scientists and he in his fortress is that well i guess only oh. in his fortress but like yeah. he'll do scientist shit too uh, when he's like figuring everything out because that whole thing is like a giant kingdom of crazy shit in there i guess i never really thought stuff. about that because like as yeah. clark kent he's just like a reporter so i just thought that was his deal but <laughs> as deal. not as superman not as clark kent but as cal l the kryptonian he is mm. uh scientific background okay i never thought of that yeah so check it out uh yeah. they, they should explore that some more but um yeah, yeah, I so, think, uh, I think uh, as Ironheart, Ironheart, she'll be an interesting character for mm-hmm. that show. I definitely want to um, see more of her. I just think that she was, like, not super necessary for this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say um, I'm still very neutral on the show as a whole, but that's not a detriment to that show. It's a detriment to the, just all the Marvel projects coming up. I'm just kind of like, yeah, when it happens, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, for her show, I'm, like, more of, I guess, like, assured at least that it'll be as a character she should be fine um and i'm not dread she did a good job in making sure i won't dread the show pre-release if that makes sense so in a way that is a positive um for as good as it can do for all the marvel stuff currently going on um just like i said it's hard for me to get impressed at this point uh Otherwise, you know, we had the Jabari again, and Baku was there. I always enjoy 
the Jabari and Baku, especially the, the first movie, I fucking love them. And they maintain just being fun and enjoyable and yeah. M'Baku just giving words of wisdom all the time. Like, he was pretty much like, I'm glad he became king. I wasn't expecting him to become king, but I was just like, oh shit, M'Baku's king, let's go. <laughs> this is fun. I'm going to have fun watching him just, like, talk shit to politicians from other countries. It's going to be great. Or I guess they're just more or less closing themselves off to other countries again, it seemed like, to an extent. Uh, just uh-huh. if the countries... Because they still don't know that... Uh, Namor and all of them exist, so they just still think. Yeah, it's gonna be really confusing when Wakanda is like, "We're protecting the oceans now." Like, why? No to, reason to avoid war. <laughs> yeah, because because we really like the oceans. Oh yeah, okay. That's uh, I thought you meant like that in the entire idea. I think I forgot. No, it's just like, like why? Like explanation to the countries. Well, because like okay, the, at the very end, like um. No, no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, at first, yeah. I thought when you were saying it, I thought you meant uh, to the idea of when Shuri said it, not to them explaining to other countries. No, so they're like, yeah, That's explaining what, like, to other countries. They're just like, oh, no reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so M'Baku, fantastic. And then you had the Dormelage. And is it Dormelage or Dormelage? I always forget. I thought it was Dormelage. Okay. But, Dormelage. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, Koye, she, I would say she's probably one of the best uh, performances of the movie oh, yeah. no i i really like her character yeah and for those who don't know she's uh if you guys don't know she's michonne in walking dead and yeah i totally did not see that because she doesn't have the hair or anything I, i'm pretty i'm i don't know for sure i'm pretty sure those are all like the prosthetic covering yeah. the hair um for them or Dude, i do love use cgi to take it out i'm I feel like because now I'm, I'm gonna look at her. Dude, I do love that. Yeah, <laughs> like when they go to check out um, Riri. 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 Such a hard Riri. time saying. It's her a, it's... No, it's just like for yeah, some Riri. reason my mouth has such a hard time saying like those two syllables back to back like quickly. I don't know why, but like um, Shuri is just like, give me like five minutes, and Okoye is like, okay, I'll give you five minutes, and then like she convinces riri to like come with her and she's like okay let, just let me pack up let me let me go to the bathroom real quick she goes, goes to, the to climb out the window and Ak- <laughs> yeah i assume she was just trying to escape and akoye comes out of the bathroom just like hey i had this handled like i said i'd give you five minutes i give you six yeah you should be you should be yeah. uh you should be happy i was that generous to you yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, Koya is fantastic. Uh, what was not fantastic were the designs of her and I forget the other Dora Milaje's name. Yeah, uh, their suits. Dude, that's I was so, just it's like, like the, the Midnight Angel. Or Midnight, yeah, some fucking. I don't care. Uh, I'm sure dumb. it has to be a reference to something in actual Marvel, but like, Did I, yeah, but also just, that suit looks. That's so that's a that's weird. a deep cut that most people, unless you're a diehard Marvel fan, are gonna understand. And I, I bet you anything, there'll be those people, the same people that thought they, like when they freaked out in Avengers when they saw Thanos. And I'm like, motherfuckers, you know, most of you don't even know who that is. You're just freaking out to freak out. Uh, I know for a fact, most of you don't know who the fuck the Midnight Angel shit is. That's and what it was, yeah. Those designs, though, I straight up was watching that and I'm just like, yo, it's Sector and Cyrax from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I was like, wait, why does it have so many streamers off to the side, like the back of it? Like that doesn't feel like that would be helpful at all yeah those they just look right. ridiculous um 
I think those are the only designs of the whole movie I didn't like. Otherwise, um, yeah. the, the costumes, new Black Panther is fucking cool though. Yeah, the costumes and designs in this movie were fucking awesome. Holy shit! Dude, like I everything loved... from Taylor Con was fucking cool. Yeah, the, like the, it, t- even the water rebreathers that they were wearing with like what looked like the, even like the Mayan symbols along the nose ridge was like fucking cool. The the Mayan outfits and the headdresses were fantastic. I loved the shit out of those. I, I mean, we already. Like we already had the Dormelage uh, outfits from the first movie, so there's nothing really new from them. But they still maintain being cool. Uh, the Jabari, of course, also maintain being cool. The, like those two designs, they bring back two awesome designs again. Uh, but like I said, they were already in Black Panther. But the new designs, uh, the new suit for Black Panther was awesome. Uh, I I did like the um, the interesting. I guess it was uh, Nakia's uh, tribe the they had like the greenish blue armor yeah uh their designs were really cool because i guess like you know uh what's his face that uh daniel kalua he played like t'challa's best friend yeah uh, for the border, the tribe. border tribe and then they betray him and you know he's apparently still in prison and uh which was that was a good way of explaining why he's not in the movie when he was like i'm gonna be a nope and he's, he's literally like, he's he literally a no traitor purpose. Uh, I mean, no, but I mean, like, uh, Daniel Kalu, he was going to be, he could have been in the movie. They were going to have him in it, uh, but oh, he I didn't know that. had scheduling conflicts, I think, with Nope specifically. I think it was Oh, Nope. That's unfortunate. I, I and really that is that why he was not in the film, because uh, they could have basically probably taken him out of prison. Maybe T'Challa was generous and was like, hey, man, you fucked up once, just don't do it again, or something like that. Yeah, I've heard some bits of what this movie was going to be before uh Chadwick Boseman oh died. yeah it and was... it was like a completely different movie yeah it was him coming back and trying to come to terms with being gone for five years especially yeah, he's like... like literally he was the king of his people and he just like was gone for five years and the bigger thing being he reveals the country to the world and then is gone right after so he has to face the guilt of leaving his country out to dry for five years yeah. whether or not it was you know it was out of his power uh to not be there but it was within his power to have revealed that and he has to come to terms with that not to mention uh you know everything else with that uh thing and it honestly i think it could have been a really cool concept but unfortunately you know life gets in the way of that of real events and uh we get something else which you know there's something else i still think was good and uh yeah here we are otherwise yeah design wise those were all fucking cool um what hell? I'm like saving. Uh, I mean, we talked about the Dormelage. Even the Ironheart suit was like interesting and like different from Iron Man. Yeah, it was sort of. It was okay. Uh, I wasn't really wowed by it, and I was just kind of there. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know um, why, but I'm like kind it, of it a fan of fucking... like the one mega bl- mega buster arm. I don't know. It had why. the uh, Eva Wally eyes or the Astrobot eyes, whichever yeah. one you want to say. But I, that's how I was all I was thinking when I saw that, and I was like, I either was gonna be like, well, now Eva. I won't be able to see that. <laughs> Or like, yeah, the, the fucking Astrobots, but that that's kind of what I was getting from it uh, when I saw that. Um, otherwise, I'm trying to think, were there any other Wakandan characters? Um, I don't think so. It's just really Shuri and I guess Shuri herself, her whole arc of really dealing with, you know, her grief and coming through it, especially because, you know, it's two things of like haunting her. One, she wasn't there in his final moments because she was trying yeah. to save him too she failed at saving him so it's kind of like a double um what would you i guess like double depression in terms of that it's like one you could have at least been there but two you were going to do something that could potentially maybe save him probably not but like attempt to try anyway 
and that also wasn't even there in time. So you're dealing with that double guilt of um, losing your brother. Could have done something either way, and and he's failed, her best friend too, both. more or less. Like they're yeah. she was her best friend, and the person she was closest with more than like her mom and stuff. But then like you know she loses her mom at, later on, and that just kind of drives her to a killmonger. And I, that was that unexpected. I was not expecting to see um, Michael B. Jordan again as Killmonger, but like that was honestly one of my favorite parts of the movie because like his whole speech of like, why do you think you saw me and not like any other part of your family that would have been in the ancestral realm? Like, it's because you like everyone else took the heart shaped herb to protect their family or to protect Wakanda you did it because you want the power to exact revenge that's what i wanted so that's why you're seeing me yeah and she can't I mean there's no family for her to protect anymore either so that's like yeah. another reason for it uh yeah so i thought it was really good uh and that definitely put away the whole maybe t'challa kept him alive in stasis like winter soldier and i was like nope he did yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, damn uh so you know he uh he was good, though. You know, Michael B. Jordan, I don't think has ever disappointed me. He's no, always he's an time. amazing actor. Whether it was by Panther Creed. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for more of him. I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> Even it's not fan- like I Fantastic hope they still... Four, that movie was terrible, but he was pretty good. I never watched that. I I, I never will watch that movie. I'm it's not, not worth gonna... your time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to bother. I, I, I have to be very picky right now of what I watch, just because of time specifically uh yeah so he was good i mean he was in there literally for two minutes but it was a very good two minutes uh that yeah. he was in there uh otherwise you know shuri goes through her full like that's the thing like we i was complaining about um she hulk's whole thing of like there's no development whereas shuri there is so much development for her because yeah. we're going through her stage her grief her anger her what would the coming to peace or i guess moving on and learning about life because it starts the whole film is about death in different ways and it ends with life it ends with life of showing t'challa's son and uh shuri becoming reborn uh more or less of just like i'm gonna figure my life out but it's not gonna potentially be in wakanda at least for now and you know mbaku taking the throne and then the reveal of Nakia, which I guess I forgot about Nakia, like uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character Nakia, which her fucking outfit was dope. Uh, I liked her suit a lot. Uh, and I love, she still has those fucking ring blades. I don't know what to call them, but they're like ring blades, but those are always tight. Uh, yeah, except they seemed, seemed like she had an upgrade. Yeah, they, they were shredding people. I was like, oh. Uh, she was really well done. I liked the way they... Because the whole thing is she is more or less a foil for T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And which isn't, you know, a bad thing considering like there's so many characters for Black Panther. And it's a very, I mean, it's a very heavy female uh, cast. And it's been a thing of like how natural they do it. And it's a really awesome way they've done it. Uh, and like I said, it's like always when it's done naturally, it's fantastic. And this one was done naturally in both films. And it works out really well. And it's like the women are the majority of these films uh, where it's just like in the first movie, you just have T'Challa, you have Killmonger, you have uh, M'Baku. And that's really, or I guess also um, Daniel Kaluuya's character, but that's it. And uh, everyone else is just female. And in this one, it's just really M'Baku. 
and well they bring in like namor and stuff but in terms of the wakandans it's very female heavy and you do feel much more um um a matriarch uh type society practically uh for a good amount of time uh which is you know very real but not utilized often in fiction and i always think it should probably be utilized more because you always kind of forget that kind of thing but um otherwise yeah i really like the way they handled shuri uh, i appreciated that she's still i appreciated her height that i didn't realize existed it's either her she's tall or riri is really short i couldn't oh, I really tell Riri is short because she's like 19 okay well, i mean i don't think she if she's 19 she's probably not going to grow much anymore though yeah, that's that's fair, I guess. Yeah, they, they like she might. Yeah, grow, she seemed like, very small. Yeah, I, was just, I saw that the, the height difference, and I'm like looking at them both, and I'm straight up just like, I don't know which one's tall and which one's short. I don't understand. Oh my god, it was great though. Uh, I'm probably gonna look up um, their heights after this though, because I need to know which who is actually tall and who is actually like one of them's tall, one of them's short. Which means the other one's probably just average height. I just am so curious. But uh, otherwise, like, I did like, at least for a little bit, they maintained Shuri's weapon of choice, which is the Sonic Blasters. And I love those in her first outfit, the way they, like, in the first movie. And I'm glad she at least maintained them for a little bit before it just went full, like, panther claws and then you see all the scratches on namor and you're just like god damn she really hurting this man yeah she was trying to straight up trying to kill him yeah oh dude she was trying to murder the shit out of him and he's just kind of like stop this and then stabs her with his spear um but i guess speaking of like uh well i guess before we get to uh, namor and stuff the final thing for uh shuri are do you like this new black panther oh as, yeah as black panther no, I, th- I think she's pretty cool. Like, first off, like I, like I said, I think the suit's super cool. And just, like, again, I'm a fan of characters that are, like, very intelligent and know how to use that to their advantage. And they spent a lot of time in the last movie and, like, just in general in the MCU so far with Shuri just showing that she is incredibly smart. So yeah. I'd like to see more of her for sure. Same. I'm not sure, like, how much she'll be in other stuff. But I think, like, I guess in terms of, because I think all the Namor stuff isn't really unrelated to this, but uh, do you think we'd get her heading up a Black Panther 3 then? Or do we even oh, think sure. there's going to be a Black Panther? Do we think there's going to be a Black Panther 3? I hope so. Yeah, I think I want one too, just because I think there's so much still in Wakanda to talk about and show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, there's still, like, I mean, I think they could still address more of... Um, we saw it at the end of Black Panther 1. They go to Oakland. And you're yeah. just like, you want to see a little bit more of that. So I think that's more of something I want to see too. It's just Shuri, either her going around the world or I think I, I would like it if it is a split of her being around the world, but also uh, either her going to Wakanda too and doing a bunch of shit there or you kind of split it where it's her doing that and then you get some King Mbaku uh, Wakanda stuff too. Uh, those are two potential venues I'd like to see them go through with it yeah but ending it off with namor and his people of underwater mines which are blue mines and i love that it's blue mines uh but also like under the water they look normal colored which is interesting the, the deeper you go i think it's just because of the um 
the pressure and the fact yeah. that it's like everything's already blue down there that they kind of turn more of like brown well that's the and... funny thing like i i have heard about like why shit down there like the farther you down the more blue it gets is apparently it, it's like it oh right okay so like the the water the light coming from the sun has to go through so much water that the lower energy wavelengths of light get mm-hmm. stopped first so that's why blue i guess has enough energy that it is the last wavelength that can actually like get as deep as it can before it's just dark so that's why everything looks blue down there so that's why it doesn't really make sense that they would look less blue underwater but whatever it's still a cool effect okay uh they were awesome they were oh, probably absolutely. i mean yeah. i love that's I mean, why i keep saying i wanted to see more of that shit black pan like this movie's about black panther it's about all that stuff uh and they're all fantastic they were great my favorite part was namor and his people easily i mean also for me you guys can understand too it's like my own bias of being uh part mexican so just kind of getting something like this for i mean we don't really get this ever uh especially just in terms of like minority stuff like uh it's usually like we're getting if you're like probably like latino or, or middle eastern or something you're not really getting that much compared to like potentially other areas uh at least from what i've noticed personally uh and getting this now i'm like oh finally yeah let's go and uh it was really well done having all the designs of like this awesome underwater kingdom that i wanted to see so much more if we just kind of barely get it and it that that was one of the things where it's like this movie has too much in it but also there's not enough focus on certain things and this is one of the things i wanted more focus on was this world uh the origins and everything else like we got the origin and it was really cool the way they show and explain it and I really liked it. And the, I guess, um, whole understanding of that world gives me a definite want of a movie just about this. Yeah. Just showing them doing their thing. And. Dude, speaking of costumes, Nick Namor's like war outfit where he's oh, the like headdress and everything, else? And everything. Oh, was, that was like, fucking fire, great so cool yeah they were definitely i don't think they were looking at mayan design for that like they you definitely feel a mix of aztec and mayan in terms of the designs uh especially with the headdress Yo, they're pa- playing side hoop <laughs> dude that was so cool they they should do that under i'm like try- i'm watching that and i'm like how the fuck do you do that underwater like is, is the ball like heavy enough that it still like works or is it just floating through like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you know it's like that's actually a game that they was playing in uh mesoamerica and it's really fucking cool and i've seen like pictures of people kind of showing their attempts of doing it in uh, like la during festivals and stuff and i really want to go down there and just see that stuff but uh i guess the average person their introduction to this would have been from the animated uh dreamworks film the hotel dorado yeah uh, where they play the (laughs) they play the game and you know like that's how i know it (laughs) tulio the hip the hip and it's just like it's fantastic but um which if you guys loved seeing namor in that world honestly the the closest thing you're gonna get to that that's i think is a fantastic film to watch is the rotel dorado it is my favorite i want to say it's probably my favorite animated film of all time 
Uh, sorry, hmm. Goofy movie. It's, a, it's like that and Goofy movie. We're always like up against <laughs> each other. <laughs> so fucking good. Uh, but like, yeah, the everything about it was great from the Mayanastic influences to the fact that like, you know, I, I joked uh, when the trailers were first shown, I'm like, we're getting underwater Mexicans. This is going to be crazy. And then like, little did you when, know, little did I know. I'm like, there is zero Spanish blood in these, these men and women are pure Mayan. And I'm like, dope. <laughs> I was like, they're not Mexican yeah. because they never had that blood to begin with. They straight up just like escaped the Spanish by becoming mer people. <laughs> yeah. God, it was so fucking cool. But the fact that they have like super fucking strength uh, most likely for the fact that they're living deep pressure. Like, it's the whole yeah, thing with, they like, basically Aquaman do, and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, they basically do Aquaman rules where it's like, well, to even live down in the depths of the ocean, he would need to be, like, fairly indestructible. And if he's going to be indestructible and move, like, that much, that quickly through water, he'd probably have to be pretty strong, too. So, he's basically yeah. Superman underwater. And I always love underwater stuff. Like, I love, that's why I love Aquaman and his powers and his world. And I love, like, I'm really excited for the new Avatar movie coming out next uh, next month, which I'm fucking opening night, Dolby Atmos. That's what I'm doing. Buying tickets the minute it comes out. I, I keep am actually forgetting be, how soon shit is. Like, I I'm going to be asking, like, even Black Panther's uh, tickets on aren't on sale yet, but I'm basically going to be pre-asking people, including you, if you guys want to see opening night, Dolby Atmos. It's going to probably be like a Thursday night or something, but um, that'd be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably watch it again in IMAX too after. Uh, but like, uh, the underwater here in this world i love it especially because like i don't want namor and aquaman's worlds to compete with each other because you know if you're dc marvel everyone's always going to try to compare and like do all this shit to be like you know one's better than the other and all this other stuff but when it comes specifically i don't a lot of them don't match especially it's like none of them match with batman you have like five different marvel characters to be put together to match batman practically but like um daredevil moon knight and like a couple others but like um no one's like exactly the same when it comes to aquaman and namor like they're the only theme that's the similar thing is the water but i love that these movies have done enough to make them completely different where aquaman is like fantasy underwater cool fucking crab people and like mer people and all this stuff and it's like all of your fantasy underwater desires and then for Namor, it's like, yo, you want to see some fucking underwater mind stuff that is completely different and everyone's just blue people. And I'm like, yes, I want both of these. I want as much of it from both as I possibly can because that is so freaking cool. And uh, I, yeah, I'll never compare these two because I just want both both more easily. Yeah, there was like one uh, like touch in the final confrontation between like the uh namor's people and the wakandans that like was it just interested me where like we had seen throughout the movie the people from telecon using like orcas and i guess um, humpback whales, whales yeah. to like kind of pull them through the water as like transport but in the final battle like one person actually got like flipped on a oh, like, that was dope as hell. like an orca literally did like a tail flip and used him as like it was basically used its tail as a catapult to launch the dude like up onto the ship and i was just like that's fucking cool they yeah, trained an like, orca yo, to do that shit you want you kind of really, like but I mean, for the movie you want these people to lose they got whales on their side man it's like uh, oh people love whales <laughs> to be fair though i did kind of laugh like when 
like they were trying to get uh riri like out of the city and they just get like attacked on the bridge and just like an orca jumps up out of the water and drops off a couple of Zalicon people. <laughs> and like a great uh, humpback whale jumps out of the water and drops up a couple other people. I'm just like, I felt a this little is, weird. It's like, this is Boston. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing too. Like when Namor goes to uh, see uh, Ramonda, I think that's shit. Did I say her name correctly? I just, I, I probably said it wrong. But like uh, when he sees them when they're mourning, uh, Ramonda. I always said Ramonda, Ramonda. But uh he's like, Your water, it's so clean, so pure. Like you guys have kept it amazing. Like I'm actually in admiration of what you guys have done. And I do appreciate that, which is why I really want more of because I don't think we're really gonna get it as much in Aquaman of like the whole like the oceans in trouble and humans fucking suck. We did get it in the first one a little bit where, you know, they're like, fuck the surface world and the surface world sucks, and you know, it does suck, obviously, because the ocean. But uh i think if we do get like a namor movie i the one the things i want is more of his background because we got a very i'm not gonna say half-assed i'm gonna say very bare bones background of namor like his whole origin uh his reasonings for this of vengeance and everything else of seeing the surface world and everything else like it's very very bare bones and there's not much depth into it pun intended of the depth of the ocean guys and I think having his own film, we can get him expanding his background, his hatred, all that kind of stuff. But two, getting more from his people. And then three, really emphasizing, you know, oceanic preservation. Because I think you could do that in a in a non-annoying way of like spreading that, but doing it naturally within the film itself, like the way they're yeah. probably going to do an Avatar uh i have no doubt i i honestly think they're gonna probably do a very good job in avatar 2 of saying it without throwing it in your face like they're gonna do it all for the story and it's probably gonna be pulled off really well uh knowing james cameron but like uh yeah that's kind of my overall feeling for it and there's not too much else to talk about just because there's not much that was really shown or given to us besides just the base surface of this world these characters and another pun intended, just surface depth. Come on, guys. It's so easy. Uh, we got two other characters, you know, that are big in the comics, too, at least in the Namor side of stuff, but probably still the average person doesn't really care about. But Akuma and Namora, and I'm excited to see more of them, too, uh, just because I don't really know too much about them in the comics, but I knew their names. I'm like, oh, shit, I know these guys. Like, I was able to say it in the fucking theater. I was like, it's Akuma <laughs> and stuff. And I knew Namora without even having to think about it, even though he said in the movie. But I'm like, that is Namora because the big female blue person there is Namora, just like in the comics. I do remember it a bit. I forget what mm. I read, but I do recall it. Um, and yeah, I think that's really everything I got for it. I don't know if you got anything else. Yeah. It's just really unfortunate that all we got about Taylor Khan is just like, imagine underwater Mayans and that's about it. And look, look like, at their cool underwater garden that they're like, like, yeah. And like, we know, stuff. we know that they have access to vibranium, which it, is like that's another revelation in this movie is that like wakanda is not the only place in the world with vibranium apparently Telokon was built around it too and to the point where like that was the fact that namor was like covered in vibranium like uh stuff like when he met uh the queen and um shuri like that she literally was like 
no he's definitely speaking the truth because he's got vibranium on him like and we didn't give it to him like i one of the coolest things about the first black panther movie was seeing all the clever cool ways that the wakandan people wove vibranium into like not just their technology but like their culture and stuff like that yeah i thought that was hella cool and so if talacon has as much or even just like a fraction of the amount of vibranium that like wakanda has like and it's an underwater civilization like i i really wanted to see like what kind of stuff do they use vibranium for and we get like one insane thing where like they built like a sun essentially to give them heat and light underwater and that's that's like literally all we get like there's like one shot later on of like what looks like two Talocon soldiers like combining two shields to do something cool but like that was it and yeah just if it feels like there could be so much more we could see about Talocon, and we just got like not enough from yeah because now we we know now it's like you know the whole thing is like wakanda was the most powerful country on the planet it's like you know for a fact it's like yeah they're still cool but namor is his people are the most powerful people on this planet yeah for sure uh and that was really he spends a whole lot of the movie saying like i have more soldiers in my nation than you have blades of grass in yours like you cannot win a war with me and each soldier is probably like takes like i mean the way that battle looked it's like each each soldier was like potentially three wakandan like soldiers. captain america's basically yeah like they, they were a lot more powerful than an average wakandan soldier would lose yeah. in a fight uh so it's just like oh okay you're out you're out numbered and outmatched at the same time uh so that's not always good at all for anybody uh, on the losing side um i guess actually two more things i didn't really think about too much but like one uh the whole interaction between namor and shuri at the very end that scene of like she could kill him and she gets the full like flashes of both worlds of how they're the same they're yeah. both alone uh they're ro- not rogue nations but like lone nations and like they have the same cultures the same people even like the way they use their hands are very similar and it's like damn like yeah why are we fighting and it's like besides the whole vengeance that's occurred are we going to let vengeance consume us? Uh, I really thought that was well done. I liked yeah. that a lot. Uh, you felt the same way pretty much, right? Yeah, like I loved her her line of like, you know, vengeance may have consumed us, but we can't let it consume our people. Yeah. Like that was very noble of her. And that was like basically her starting to actually become a potential leader instead of just being like, I'm the new Black Panther. I am the like the muscle behind Wakanda. Like I am the protector of Wakanda and not just like the ruler or leader. Yeah. And also the, uh, in a way it is kind of like the whole, you know, white playing minorities against each other and stuff. And you do kind of feel that a bit where it's like, Hey, why are the minorities? And it's like, we, why are we fighting? Like, we're not the ones that are like out to get us. Like all of these ones are out to get us because of like that whole thing. And yeah. the whole thing of like, oh, don't white nations always go after other smaller countries for their resources like they are for this? And it's like, yes, they are. So you get that commentary there and it felt really good of them like, we should ally against them because don't let them fuck us again. Even like Namor's final speech at the end when Namora was like, 
you know, I've waited my entire life to fight alongside you. Like, why did you yield at the, at, at the end? And he's like, yeah, well, Wakanda is like the, the entire world wants what Wakanda has. So Wakanda will come under attack at some point. And when that happens, they're going to need an ally. And, and that they're going to turn to us. Yeah. And that will make Talokan more powerful than we've ever been. So, like, he's counting on the rest of the world at some point turning on Wakanda. Because it does, sadly, very feel likely. inevitable. Yeah, and it's like, oh, the two, only two, like, uh, now that you know there's vibranium somewhere else, and, you know, the other countries were going to try to use that, but, like, America was already trying to get that vibranium, and now learning, oh, there's a country that owns that, and, oh, these two, the only two countries that have vibranium are now allied together, so all the vibraniums in one alliance. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, don't do nothing stupid now. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get pretty got pretty badly. Um, the other thing being, uh, I wanted more, I think one thing against this movie, but it's more of just a personal thing than anything, I, I wouldn't count it against the film, is I wanted more interaction between Namor and, I guess, both the Queen and uh, Shuri. Yeah, like I wish there was more interaction between them. Like that whole time when Shuri's on the beach at the very end, I get what they were doing with the Chal and his son, uh, which I thought was fine. I don't think there's really anything to say on that side, but um, I was hoping that whole time, like, so, and then Namor came out. Yeah, of the I wanted Namor goes, to show up one more yeah, time. <laughs> sorry, I killed your ball. Because <laughs> I bet they probably don't get along too well, but it's like maybe it's something they can overcome. Yeah, it's really gonna be hard, a really but... like awkward alliance if that ever yeah. happens. So we'll we'll see what happens though um shit because uh, that's something hard to let go of really very very hard um but yeah black panther like i said uh for me uh, overall between okay and good just because there was a lot going on in it it even made me i didn't want to but i kept forgetting parts of the movie because there's so much going on and a i would say in a way a negative fashion but otherwise the characters are fantastic most of them and signs were great story was really well done uh in terms of the main things they were trying to get across from the core of it and for the fact that it's a movie that had to be done very much ad hoc because of you know the tragedy of uh chadwick boseman's passing uh they did a good job with what they were handed and the time they had to do it especially on the fucking disney timeline uh so yeah good job yeah. Anything else from you? Yeah. No. Overall, I thought it was pretty good. They just like you. I wish they had focused a bit more on Talokan, and they probably could have just like nixed a couple other side stories to make up the time, or yeah. it just didn't need to be three and two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Um. Otherwise, yeah, that's Sutra Side Talk, guys. That's uh, She Hulk and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, next week. Uh, just because I need more time to play God of War, Ragnarok, and I barely I touched it. I just finished it last night. <laughs> I blame Destiny. And also people want to play some Hunt. But uh, I'll be playing it probably over the next couple weeks. Next week, though, uh, we will be doing a Star Wars episode. More Disney! But uh, this coming week, Andor finishes its final episode. And so we'll talk Andor. We'll talk Tales of the Jedi. And that new little Ghibli short uh, that has like Grogu and the little dust uh, dust dudes from the Ghibli movies like Totoro and stuff. Uh, I haven't watched 
any of this stuff at all yet. So I'll be pretty much like watching it throughout the week, uh, which will be fun because that means like I get to just watch Andor without being like, what happens next week? Oh, it's all here. Oh, boy. And um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it because this sounds like a show that is finally just like really fucking good Star Wars that we haven't gotten in ever. So uh, like actually ever. This never <laughs> been done before, apparently, from what I've heard. So I'm really pumped for it. Uh, otherwise... I think the week after, uh, it would be what would like. Okay, let's let me hang on. Let me look at the calendar really, really fast. Uh, that'll be yeah. The final week of November is basically going to be the Star Wars stuff. So the first week of December, we'll hit up God of War Ragnarok. I think uh, that's when that'll show up, and then we'll see what happens for uh, a couple weeks in there. Because I'll say it right now, guys, final week of the year will be our 2022 uh, year in review episode, where we'll talk about our top five like or top pretty much i don't want to say top five i guess we'll, we'll just kind of see how we want to do it but our top games films television and new category anime because it's becoming too big to put with television so it's easier to have them separate so we'll talk about those four things and i think in like last year i think i gave a full list of every game and movie coming out and, and stuff uh for 2022 this year i think we'll just say like kind of instead of doing all that, we'll just say like our top five or like our top like three or something most anticipated stuff of those categories coming instead to make it a little bit easier and shorter. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then, yeah, we'll have a couple weeks in between to figure out what we'll do, whether it's like Callisto protocol or um, some other movies and shows or avatar two and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see what we do. It depends on how much time there is and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, we have a whole another year after, and I don't think there's going to be any crazy stuff until February next year. So January, we can really catch up with some other stuff too and kind of get all that done. Otherwise, uh, for the show itself, you know, uh, you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Send us any feedback, comments, uh, give us any questions you want us to read on the show. I'm going to try to do a better job of maybe, I don't know if I can do it on TikTok or not, but I'll try to kind of put more previews of like, hey, this is the episode we have coming up. Uh, if you want to send us questions like before we do it, like I'll, I'll try to put on reminders and stuff like that on like Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. I'll, I'll see what we can do. Um, otherwise, you know, you could follow the show on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, well, Twitter's still here, so you can at Superside Talk. Yeah, just now. one word for all of it. Uh, and then uh, you can follow Jim's on Twitter at VaderJim124. You could follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And, uh, you know, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, or watching, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, etc. If it is Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. That would really, really, really help us out. Honestly, that's the one thing I'd love everyone to do. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, uh, Spotify, you can rate us. And if it's YouTube, besides subscribing, like the episodes you're listening to or watching. And uh, if you guys really, really want to help, please share us out with other people. Uh, if you see our posts, you know, just re retweet it, repost it, whatever. Uh, it is on whatever platform. It would really help us out just so we are more, uh, I guess, like viewed overall. Uh, but yeah, that's the show. And we will catch you all next week. So long. Thanks for listening.